Daryl was born the eldest of four brothers in Spokane, Washington, to parents Cheryl and Buck. Growing up, he and his brothers were taught to hunt and use guns by his father and uncles. He grew up in the woods and was never afraid of them. He would often sit in school dreaming about going back into the woods. When Daryl was about 10, he went on a camping trip with his family. Sitting around the fire, they passed around ghost stories that were sure to keep his brothers up all night. But he seemed unafraid. So unfazed by the stories, he volunteered to walk into the woods by himself to collect more firewood. He stood up and grabbed his gun, turned on his flashlight, and trudged into the dark woods. The air was crisp, and he breathed it in, hoping to smell fresh air and fallen leaves. Instead, a faint, putrid smell came to him. He slowed his pace, assuming the smell was coming from an animal carcass, and he didn't want to trip on it. Walking slower, he continued his search for firewood. As he walked, the smell assaulting his nostrils became stronger until he decided to stop and gather what firewood he could find. As he hunkered down with his flashlight, making a pile of sticks, he heard a faint rustling in the bushes behind him. There were bears in this part of the woods, so Daryl was on alert. He had just set the sticks on the ground and started to stand up with his gun when something huge shot out of the woods right past him. It crouched to pick up the kill on the ground that Daryl had smelled and thought he might stumble over, five feet to his right, then took off into the dark with bushes and trees shaking as it went. He stood frozen in place and looked down to see his pants were wet from fear. He wasn't sure what he had seen and knew he had to get back to the safety of his family by the campfire. Once he had gained enough self-control back, he gathered what sticks he could and started his journey back to camp. He didn't have to venture far before he heard people calling to him and saw flashlights moving through the trees. He raced to the lights and safety from whatever had been in the woods with him. As he reached his family, they were happy he was okay, but they also started to question him vigorously. They had told him his whole life not to wander too far and to never go near the cliff. He hadn't realized in the dark that he had almost walked right to the cliff's edge. For some reason, it seemed foolish to bring up what he saw in the woods when they were so angry and worried for him, so he kept it to himself for years. Daryl would still dream about the creature at night, but he never lost his love of hunting. Occasionally, he would smell the same smell from when he was a child that he had chalked up to the smell of death. But it was a little different. The more he thought about it through the years, the more he realized it was probably the smell of the creature. He never went to the cliff again, even when it was daylight and he could see. He felt unwelcome walking into the woods that far. When Daryl was 30, he married a woman named Ellie. Ellie loved the outdoors just as much as Daryl. So much so that they took a camping trip for their honeymoon. One warm and quiet July night, the newlyweds slept peacefully on top of their sleeping bags when they woke to movement around their tent. Daryl grabbed his gun and peeked outside the tent when the smell became overwhelming. Daryl ducked his head back in and he was white. Ellie looked at him panic-stricken over what could have caused this seasoned hunter such fear. He grabbed her and pulled her down on the sleeping bags with his hand over her mouth. With a finger motioning her to stay quiet, he slowly pulled his hand away from her mouth and clamped it around his gun. They listened, for what seemed like hours, to the thing moving around their camp, tossing things around in its search. Ellie jumped and tried not to scream as she heard something that felt heavy thrown close to their tent, followed closely by a frustrated growl. With dying embers, Ellie could see that it looked like a man, 
and she hoped that soon he would find what he wanted and go away, leaving her and her husband scared, but at least safe. Soon enough, they heard the man wander back into the woods, but they were too frightened to look back out of the tent. Neither Ellie nor Daryl slept that night, even after the man left. They just waited until the light came up in the morning to brave the outside. Daryl stepped outside with Ellie right behind him. As she looked around the camp, she noticed all of the supplies that they had left out the night before were scattered around the site as if someone had thrown them around in their search for something, which made sense with the sounds they had heard the previous night. When she turned back toward the tent, she froze and felt all the hairs on her body stand on end. There was a tree lying next to the tent that hadn't been there the night before. It looked like it had been uprooted and thrown. Next to that tree, there was a footprint in the mud. A very large footprint. Daryl kept his foot glued to the pedal on the way out of the forest, trying to outrun the things he saw. Through the ride, he told Ellie all about his past hunting and camping trips, and when he got to the trip when he was ten, he had a hard time getting the words out of his mouth. He started with the smell, and she stopped him. Like the smell last night, she said. He nodded his head, feeling the urge to vomit. He got to the height of the creature. She stopped him again. The man last night was very tall, she said. This time, he didn't nod or agree at all. She looked at him and asked, Didn't you think the man last night was tall? He looked at her out of the corner of his eye as he drove. Yes, he was tall. Then what? Ellie pushed. What aren't you telling me? Ellie felt the hair stand up on her neck. For her six-foot-three seasoned hunter of a husband to be this afraid of something, he must have seen something horrible. What exactly did you see last night? When I was little, I saw what looked like a huge man, covered in hair, run through those woods. I thought it was crazy, out of fear, and made it up. Last night I saw the same thing again. I opened the tent, and that same smell came to me. I saw a huge figure shaped like a man, covered with hair, and when it turned, I saw blood on its face. Ellie and Daryl never talked about that night again. They had a family, raised their kids, and went on with their lives. Daryl continued to hunt, but stayed far away from the cliff of his childhood, going so far as to hunt on the opposite side of the river, hoping to give the creature a wide berth. Daryl taught his sons to hunt, and even a grandson and granddaughter. After retiring from the factory, he decided to take another camping trip with his best friends to celebrate. In the early morning, after a night of celebrating, Daryl and his dog Charlie wandered into the woods toward the cliffs, hoping for a memorable sunrise. As they reached the cliff, he looked out at the beautiful view, content and proud of the life he lived. He had just finished relieving himself before his long trek back when a low growl slowly crept up on his right. Looking down, Charlie was standing at attention, staring out at the cliff on the other side of the gorge with his hackles out. He reached for the dog, just as the smell came to him. He turned slowly toward the cliff, not wanting to see what scared the dog so much. Standing on the other side of the cliff, he watched the tall creature 
covered in hair, walking directly back into the same woods where he had seen it decades ago. Trailing behind it, a bloody arm. <laughs>